You're listening to Day 40 of A Little Bit of Heaven, a special study from North Richland Hills Baptist and Cross Church, focusing on the Christian hope for this life and the life to come. Here's Pastor Scott Mays. If we're going to talk about heaven, then we're going to have to speak about angels, for angels appear in many places when we think and speak of heaven. Heaven, as discussed in the Bible, speaks of the presence of angels. Let me give you four or five facts about angels we learn from Scripture. First, angels are created spiritual beings with moral judgment and high intelligence, but not with physical bodies. Second, angels have not always existed, as there was a time when only God existed. Check out Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6 for proof of this. Third, angels exercise moral judgment. They have the ability to choose right and wrong. Remember, 2 Peter 2.4, God did not spare angels when they sinned. These are demons. They were cast into hell. But we also see angels singing praise to God, which is a choice of the right thing. Fourth, the fourth fact, angels have great power. Angels apparently have very great power. They are called in Psalm 103, mighty ones who do God's word. They are called powers in Ephesians 1.21 and dominions and authority in Colossians 1.16. Here's our fifth fact. There's at least three kinds of angels. Now, there are two angels named specifically Michael, Revelation 12.7, and Gabriel, Luke 1, the Christmas story. And, of course, Satan is mentioned. He's a fallen angel. But there are three kinds of angels mentioned in Scripture before we discuss do we have guardian angels. First, there's the cherub. In Hebrew, the word cherub is singular, where the plural form is cherubim. The cherubim were given the task of guarding the entrance to the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3, and God himself is frequently said to be enthroned on the cherubim or to travel on the cherubim as his chariot, Ezekiel 10. Secondly, there are the seraphim. Again, seraph, the singular. Seraphim is the plural form. This group of heavenly beings are mentioned only once in Isaiah chapter 6. This is the group that continually worship the Lord and call to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, third, there's the living creatures, described both in Ezekiel and Revelation. The Bible tells us these living creatures are around God's throne. And when they appear, they have the appearance like ox, lion, man, and eagle. They're the mightiest representatives of the various parts of God's entire creation. Hear the words of Revelation 4, verse 8. The four living creatures, each of them with six wings, full of eyes all around within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and who is to come. Do we have guardian angels? There's no evidence in Scripture, per se, that we have an individual guardian angel. Scripture tells us that angels are sent for our protection in Psalm 91. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Now, some people have gone beyond the idea simply of general protection to wondering, do I have a specific angel? Well, support for this idea could be perhaps found in Jesus' words about little children where he says, in heaven, their angels always behold the face of my Father who is in heaven, Matthew 18. However, our Lord may simply be saying that angels are assigned the task of protecting little children who have ready access to God's presence. For those of you who are in athletics, think of angels playing zone rather than man-to-man defense. Now, the disciples 
encounter Peter's angel in Acts chapter 12. He's knocking on the door. But again, this does not necessarily imply a belief that individual guardian angels are accompanying each one of us. But we can be sure that we have sufficient coverage by our Heavenly Father. He gives us his angels to protect us. Now, before I finish out this discussion on angels, let's ask what's the purpose of angels? First, angels show God's great love and his plan for humans. Remember, God did not send his son Jesus Christ to save angels. He sent his son Jesus to die for us. This is an incredible reminder that he could have left us to our rebellion just as he did the angels. How he loves us. Secondly, angels remind us of, of an unseen world. Second Kings chapter 6 Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed down and fell to his face. Third, when we think about angels and their purpose, they carry out some of God's plans. The word angel means messenger, and Scripture sees angels as God's servants who carry out some of his plans in the earth. They bring God's messages to people, such as when Jesus was born in Luke chapter 2. Next, Angels patrol the earth as seen in Zechariah chapter 1. Lastly, they war against demonic forces as seen in Daniel chapter 10, where an angel is sent to get rid of Satan once for all later in Revelation 20. Lastly, angels directly glorify God. Their big purpose is seen in Revelation chapter 4, where full of, full of glory they say day and night, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. I can't wait to see the angels on the day when we arrive on the new heavens and the new earth.